0: i go back to another episode of Two Idiot Girls. Ooh. How are you doing this week, buddy? So far, not so good. <laughs> <laughs> the moon's doing something to us. You know what it yeah, is? man. It's our cycle sisters. Yeah, that too. Also, I just hate the rain. Yeah. I hate the rain. The sun's already now, which is pretty exciting. No, thank God, because I was like please don't go, please don't yeah, go. Yeah. I, I literally was like, I'm gonna have to get one of those sunlights like a fucking you, animal. Gonna That's gonna it. be my enrichment time and my enclosure. It's just not, sit with my sad light just on. Just sit in it like this. Yeah, this In front close. of it, wish for it to heal me. Yeah, no, really. I I compared it yesterday. Also too, I was thinking about this because I was like, why I feel I feel like I've been so like in a weird funk the past couple days. I'm almost going on in the stars. Right. That's what I was thinking. But then um, I literally always blame the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. It's almost cause Mercury's and Gatorade. Yeah. Yeah. Well then I was thinking, uh, and I like kind of talked about this a little bit and it made sense, but like we were like nonstop traveling for like three yeah. and a half, four weeks. And then I did. Abs- oh, it's <laughs> <That's> so hard. <laughs> It's a first world problem, but it's just exhausting. Yeah. And then I worked all week last week. And then at the end, I I haven't had three full days of nothing. And I can't even tell you how long. Like, I don't even remember the last time I had. That's why on Saturday, I couldn't believe that you were still in your cave. I was like, you've had three days. (laughs) No, literally three full days of doing nothing at all. Mm. Like, no working out, no leaving the house. (laughs) Uh, Only, like only changing out of like sweats into new sweats like you know what i'm saying yeah, after you shower and i was like kind of comparing it to um you know when you get like sometimes you get massages and then you feel sick after because it's like they're pushing all that toxic the toxins out of you mm. so sometimes you feel a little nauseous and that's why they like have like water and all this shit and like steam and stuff to make you feel better that's how it feels it's mm. like it feels like shit and then it's better on the back end like once yeah. you come out of it you okay. know what i mean so that's what I was comparing it to. I was like, okay, that was my shiatsu, and then I'm, <laughs> I'm done now. <laughs> like, I gotta come out the other side, and it's I'm gonna feel better because I had the yeah. rest. But then it just felt like icky. I don't know. Yeah, it's also kind of intimidating knowing how much shit you have within the next month. Oh my god, I like know. At, like the first couple of weeks of March, I was looking at it or. they're a little wild i'm not gonna lie just insane i was thinking I was like maybe i'll go on vacation in march i don't have fucking time for that i am too many things there's just no way to plan it and then be like wait hold on there's just one thing no i know that's why i'm like you know so nature of the biz (laughs) all of which is i'm super grateful for you yeah all of which is a champagne problem okay This isn't me trying to like, whoa, is me everyone feel bad for me? But it has been weird the past few days. Mm -hmm. The vibes, the vibes have been off. Yeah, I agree. That's why I'm like, what's going on with the stars? Everyone's vibrations. They're down here. Yeah, that's like, like I'm raising mine. Follow me. (laughs) Join me. Because I I can't feel like one who cares. (laughs) You just can't. I I refuse to feel like this anymore. (laughs) So. Anywho, did you watch The Last of Us last night? No, I didn't. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, do you want me to tell you what happens? Um, no. I know. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I cried. I'm sure. I cry every fucking episode. This, this one was gay out. in a different way. Again, mm-hmm. sapphic Mary. <laughs> <laughs> My silence is speaking volumes. <laughs> well, good to know. I that episode with. Uh, Nick Offerman mm-hmm. that everyone was so emotion about. I obviously watched it finally and I caught up. No spoilers. No spoilers, but I totally got why everyone was so emotion. Yeah. And that made me feel emotion. But I was thinking like the one thing I will say is like I felt like it was beautifully written and beautifully ended. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt with no spoilers. Yeah. But hopefully that's how I feel like every episode is like such a like by the way I sent you a TikTok. It's about the Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it this morning? You sent me a lot of TikToks. this I morning. I did because I was on the stairmaster, and that's what I do when I work out. I watch TikToks or YouTube videos. Have you seen those like girls an iPad at baby? The gym, they buy those little like Bluetooth remotes so mm. they can watch TikToks without having to swipe with their finger, and it's like a joystick. Oh my god, like I need <laughs> I need one because I'm literally like keeled over out of breath, and I'm like, <laughs> like swiping... <laughs> um no but it was this one guy first of all oh wait the the white guy right yeah the one with bella yeah talking about bella ramsey that was a that was actually a meme before the show even came out by the way bella uses they them pronouns correct i think Mm -hmm. they use all of them okay well i'll use they them just out of respect but of because i don't know what their preference is but I was like, I was watching and I was like, I thought the same thing, because I felt like I had seen some people talking about that on Twitter. For those of you who don't understand, the context of the joke is like, some people were saying, I just feel like Bella's, Bella doesn't look like- Ellie. Ellie. The like character. the character Ellie. And mind you, this is a video game, so and it's and, not and a real person. And in the video game, Ellie is a child. Yeah. Like she starts as a child, she grows up to an older child, but yeah. she's still like a child. Um, so she's like 14 when for the starts. majority yeah. of the games. Yeah. So like uh, the guy's like, yeah, I just feel like Bella doesn't look like Ellie. And then <laughs> like he goes, well, I mean, yeah, like I guess, I guess Bella looks a little older than like what I'm not going to, but I'm not going hold... to hone in on it. I yeah. mean, they, I mean, they do look like a child, like mm. they do look like a teen and they're like, no, that's not what I mean. And then it's like the end of the joke is that they're like, well, I just feel like Bella's not as hot. And then he's like, what? Like Bella's supposed to be a child in the game or like or Ellie's supposed to be a child in the game and in the show. Yeah. And I saw the top comments said, Bella looks just as much like Ellie as Pedro looks like Joel. <laughs> like, they don't look anything alike neither of them do. Well, like, I mean, even if you look at that one, Joel and his brother Tommy, yeah. they're white men in the game. Yeah, I know. They pick Latino men to play them in I this. I know. And that's guess a- why? I mean, even more so. His daughter Sarah. Yeah. She's black in the in the yeah in the uh, show. Yeah. In the game, she's white. Yeah. That's what makes me laugh. This someone was like, Bella looks as much like Ellie as Pedro looks like Joel. Like, who gives a shit? Who cares? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Such a they just ruin everything. I'm oh. so glad you you brought up Pedro Pascal. That's a great <laughs> segue. <laughs> everyone has been tagging me saying that I've been converting everyone. You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, he's. He seemed, I think what I like about him the most is that he seems really funny. Yeah. He seems like, he seems like fun and a good time to like talk to and stuff. Cause I watch like his lie detector tests. Like I watch like yeah. the clips from it. I get tagged in that video, exact video every day. The one where he's like, do you look up yourself on Instagram? Like fan accounts. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yes. <laughs> Cause I was like, do you think you're a heartthrob? And he goes, hmm. I guess. <laughs> and he's like, do you look up. Pedro Pascal fan accounts. He's like, yes. When you're sad, yeah. they <laughs> like, go, well, which one's your favorite? He goes, just Pascal this Pedro fan Pascal. Pedro Pascal fan accounts. <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah. He's just like we for real. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Even Carrie, she texts me. She always tells me, this was my best friend Carrie. She was like, Yeah. Um, I don't get the hype, whatever. And then <laughs> yesterday she texts me. Even I got the hype. I got I get the hype. She texts me, because I don't think she's ever watched him in anything. She's only ever seen him in The Last of Us. So, oh, she's never watched him in Game of Thrones. No, she's never Oberyn. watched Game of Thrones. No. Oh, what? Still care to no. watch Game of Thrones? She said it's too much. Anyways, she told she's last night she texted text me a picture of her TV and it was the lie detector interview, which I know uh, I know he's wearing that hot pink sweater. That's why I know what video it is. Yeah. And so she texted me a picture of that of her TV, and she said, "Okay, I get it." <laughs> and then I told her, another good one is they did a he did a Wired autocomplete interview with Oscar Isaac. I remember that one. That was a good one too. They he's a perfect example of like someone who, I mean, he's not a bad looking person by any means. He's, he's a very good looking dude. Like he's tall relatively, but he's really smart, really funny, really talented. And he's like a really, he seems like a really sweet person. And like, that's what drives the points out of the fucking park. And everyone on my TikTok saying you having a crush on him is the number one indicator that you're a lesbian. Just like she was a Joe girl, I felt like that was indicated. I My friend told me she, that i from college. She was like, I find Pedro Pascal really hot, too. She goes, and she's old, like, which is awful because I um, am a lesbian. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah. And then she said, um, it's kind of like I had a crush on Jason Siegel growing up. And I was like, what the heck? Me, too. Yeah, that one I never got. And we but... couldn't stop laughing. Other, and, other than him being and so she, funny. I and tall. told her, I think we just tend to, like, if I'm going to be attracted to a man, it's going to be one that no one else is going to want. Do you know what I mean? I guess like like conventionally.
1: Yeah. It's, to it's to either extent, it's too uh,
0: conventional or it's so unconventional. It doesn't make sense. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. That's true. It's like opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Like it, two extremes. Yeah. Like it's either Travis, Kelsey, Chris <laughs> Evans or it's like a page of And even then, that's why I said like it's the energy. The energy is like is what makes I think lesbians like him. <laughs> have you ever watched the or read, or heard of the lesbian master doc yes i have so everyone's been telling me to read it on my tiktok mm-hmm. and i have it made me more confused so and i've also yeah. heard i'm this don't quote me on this that it's from a white lesbian perspective so that's something when yeah. y'all are suggesting things to me we need to look through that lens always that's also true <laughs> that's also true as as are most things in this life because it talks about compat in it yeah and then they were telling me, I mean, if you're only ever attracted to famous men, you know, you'll never meet. Yeah. Um, then you're probably a lesbian. Well, your compulsory, heteronormor- your compulsory heteronormativity was glaringly obvious with how many crushes you had. Oh, yeah. I never had any. And I'm, I'm straight. Yeah. And you had... Two million and you if you got rid of one you would replace it almost immediately. Yeah. Well, and I you know what's sad is I think that's why I'm like kind of depressed right now because I don't have one. That's a whole nother thing. That's a different Sorry, thing. that's because I'm mentally ill, not because of my, <laughs> that's a different my thing. My sexuality. And that's also not true. You have you have a crush, it's just not it's not a a normal person crush. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like you have, you have crushes. As like I said, that's I don't, your, that's your compulsive heteronormativity. See the, the more things and opportunities you start to get, I need to be more quiet on the internet about who I have a crush on. Cause I feel like. Why? Fuck it. We're going to end up running into people. Let it rip. Who cares? Let's light this at this At this point, <laughs> let it rip. Who gives a shit? At this point, it's like, we're all having, we're all having a good time. And we're being silly. I said nothing. I said nothing but nice things. So. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. I guess. I mean, Brittany does it all the time. That's true. Yeah. That's just, I don't want to be. She's shooting. walking proof that it will put you in doors that she always <laughs> wanted to be in. You're right, you guys. Let's spread the word. <laughs> let's get out there and tell the world. Well, it's the same thing in the sense that it's like, it's all fun until it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I was joking when the big no. goes too far, yeah. and the big goes too far. No, literally. We're doing a part three of ask us advice questions. Yes. Our goal of this episode is to hit five of them. <laughs> okay. We shall see. <laughs> Stay tuned. At minimum, we usually get three. I want to say the last episode we did four. I think we did three last episode. Okay. Well, don't call me on that. <laughs> don't run back the tape. <laughs> I don't know. Run it. Let's see. Okay. I'm wrong every time. So maybe, <laughs> I like maybe, how, maybe I like, that time I was right. I like how Drew with her whole chest says, run it back. <laughs> She's always wrong. One of my favorite comments. My perception ever is my reality. So technically I could guess like you and me into believing that it did happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're going to do more questions. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, this first one's from Nico. They said, what are some ways to boost productivity for creative projects? well don't ask her don't ask me i'm the worst person to ask like who's that i'm just a. am me personally i'm just a procrastinator <laughs> don't you hate when people make that like a, a big thing in their personality like, literally everyone is me. i'm just a procrastinator. You, look- oh you don't want to do work yeah that's not exclusive to you like everybody wants to not do that. me i love doing work <laughs> i was gonna say speaking of procrastination yeah i know that mine is rooted a lot in how i think other people will look at me Slash, like, I don't want to mess it up and it looks stupid, if that makes sense. So, Mm. like, every Monday, I'm not even joking, I am always editing. Yeah. You would think, I've been doing it for a year now, Yeah. that I wouldn't drive myself to almost throw up when I have to edit. (laughs) But every Monday for a year now, I do it. And it's because I'm nervous because I think it's going to come out bad, even though I was there when we filmed it. Yeah. And I know it came out good. Yeah. So what I do to boost productivity, I mean, I set timers for stuff a lot too. I've seen that on TikTok where they're like, I'm going to set an hour timer and then I can't stop what I'm doing until I'm done. Yeah. Um, that's I also, cool. I try to open up all the blinds in my house. So I have a bunch of whatever sunlight or light that's outside is coming in my house. Yeah. Um, When I'm editing. Cause that's like the most creative thing I would say I do is probably edit. Yeah. Uh, That can apply to all kinds. Of, I just think like. I don't know how you operate but like for me like my environment's a big indicator of my productivity. Mm-hmm. So like if I if my room is a disaster and it is I tend to procrastinate a lot more. Um same thing with my house, if my house is messy, if my office is messy, I am far less likely to be as inclined to do work as I should be. Mm-hmm. Um so I think your environment's a big indicator I think it can play a role. So sometimes what I do is I clean up and light candles. Yeah. That's a, um, I set the scene. Yeah. Yeah. I clean up light candles. I make a fun drink, like a coffee or something. That's a good one. And then I make it a point to go sit in the spot where I'm supposed to be working. (laughs) Right. And so like, if I go there and I sit on my phone for 20 minutes, at least I'm there. So then I'm like, oh, what am I doing? I need to get to work and yeah. then I'll, I'll literally start working because I'm already there. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. But if I lay in bed then I'm, I know for a fucking fact, I'm not going to do it, I'm do it yeah. because I'm, I haven't changed my scenery. Mm-hmm. So like my, uh my therapist told me that once about, um, if you feel like overwhelmed and anxious and stuff to, to do a hard reset of your environment. Ooh. So wherever you are. So like, if you're like, I was having a, nervous breakdown one time because i was having like i had like three panic attacks in rows so bad anyways um i was like i need like a hard reset like so i i stood up i didn't finish what i was doing i stood up and i went and sat, i stood outside like in my backyard and just stood out there like i i went to the grass and like i stood in the grass and so i could feel the grass like it's, it's literally like just a, a hard reset and then i just like closed my eyes and i stared up at the sun and then I felt better. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I, I calmed down, right? And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go back in the house and I'm going to finish. And then I went and I finished. So sometimes it's, it's an extreme parallel, but uh, that helps. like Yeah, you know like you a shock to your system. That's yeah. really good, yeah. Or I'll be like, I'm going to take a shower. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Something like that. Or go stand outside for 20 minutes, like you said. It reminds me of that SpongeBob episode about procrastination. Yeah. Like, Maybe I should get another glass of water. Maybe I should go do this. <laughs> Oh, I haven't cleaned that in a little bit. That's why I literally remove myself from where I'm at and I put myself, even if I go like from my room to like the living room yeah. or I go from the living room to the table, like I'm just moving hard, resetting my environment so that I'm like, okay, what can I do over here? What was I supposed to be doing? Yeah. And then it's much clearer for me to be like, okay, I should work since I'm sitting here and then I'll do it. Even sometimes I'll just sit at my counter on like my bar stools. Like I'll just go sit up there in the chair and then I'm like, well, since I'm here, I should might as well do some stuff. And I start working. So it's almost like tricking your, your brain into like doing what it's supposed yeah, to be being doing. Yeah, productive. Yeah, literally. That's what I would do. But I'm, you know, just a procrastinating girl. <clears throat> you know me. You know me. Classic. <laughs> you know what I'd be doing. Classic me. Okay, this next one's from Gwen. Uh, she said, how did you guys become more comfortable dating as bigger girls? I'm a plus-size gay girly trying to get over my insecurities as I'm entering the dating pool. Um okay, for, for there's a couple of lenses here. So like yeah. if, with dating, that's one and then dating as as a gay, that's a different one. Yeah. Here's what I will say about dating as a queer, right? Yeah. Um they don't care yeah i don't know how like i far far in away less than, than men heterosexual so i think that's something yeah. too you need to think that a lot i'm i me included a lot of how i look at myself is rooted in misogyny misogyny yeah and how i and it's not even that i want to be approved by men do you know what i mean or, yeah. or validated no it's just the lens it's almost like you were born with these glasses on yeah and it's your and it's like you and get the, old enough and you realize, I don't even need these. Yeah. So you take them off and you're, it's like when you have reading glasses, it's like, are we for reading or are they just for show? Yeah. And they're like blue light glasses. Like, do they work? <laughs> I don't blue, know. Blue blockers. Yeah. <laughs> like, do they actually work or yeah. is it just a statement piece? I don't know, but I don't need them mm-hmm. either way. So you just, you're like, I don't even need glasses. And you take them off. Yeah. That's like, that's what the lens of talking about compulsive heteronormativity. Yeah. <clears throat> that's a big part of it. Compulsory. Um, compulsory. Sorry. <laughs> I said compulsive. Compulsory. Um, what I will say is this. I, I was never a stranger to how I was built and how it was different mm-hmm. from white women. I, I've never been a stranger Our to whole that. Lives, yeah. I've been violently aware of that for a very long time, especially being as tall as I am. Yeah. Like I've, I've been big my entire life. Oh, when I became an adult, I I filled out too. So like, you know, I hit puberty pretty young. Um, mm-hmm. we both did. So that's never been a secret. What I will say is I never, I don't know. I just, I never counted myself out. Like I never thought to myself, like that's not to say I've never been insecure. I just have never given men enough credit to be like, well, he wouldn't date me cause I'm big. Yeah. I'd be but like, that's you. well, that's my point. Yeah, My point being like, I understand that's like a very specific lens that I have, mm-hmm. but it's because I've, I've unpacked, like my internalized misogyny and stuff like that. I wasn't born that way. That's just where I've come to it, especially when I started dating. Cause I've always said I stopped being a pick me once I, I hit like 17, 18, I really started on un- unlearning or unpacking, even if it was subconsciously my internalized misogyny. Cause there was a fuck ton of it in there. Mm-hmm. And that was part of it. Part of it was like counting myself out because I'm thinking about beauty centers that were created by white men. Mm-hmm. To only fit white women. So mm-hmm. like that's part of unlearning it is understanding that like your body shouldn't be playing a factor regardless. But if it is, then you don't want to be with that person. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and I don't know. I just think like I think it's unfair to us as bigger girls to be like, well, oh, I have to be conscious of being bigger. Why? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. why do I why do I have to be so violently aware of my body? When men don't feel that way, Mm -hmm. bigger men don't, don't act like that. They don't feel that way. I mean, they may feel that way. Some of them might feel Mm -hmm. that way, but that's not imposed on them. It's imposed on us. Mm -hmm. It's like my responsibility to be like, by the way, I'm bigger. That makes no sense. Yeah, That's not fair. That's not fair to me. So I feel like when I started dating, I put that burden down because I was like, that's not my responsibility to like tell you by the way, like it's almost like you have to warn them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I just felt like, for me, if one thing about me, I'm never going to do what men tell me to do. Yeah, so like, like literally, ever. that felt like they were telling me what to do. And I was like, fuck you. I'm going to do the opposite. So yeah. like, that's just how I've seen it. I think I've just carried that with me, but I've always been very aware of my body and how it differs from mm-hmm. like a Eurocentric beauty standard. Yeah. What's well, like stereotypically. Yeah. 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 I think, and, and, and Jason's right too. Like you're, the aesthetics of the relationship is, uh, is literally such a heteronormative like behavior. Like you'll, you see it so clearly when you, uh, start to be exposed to other people in different relationships that vary in different genders and sexualities, gender expression, it's very different for everybody. Like <laughs> that that's such a straight person thing. And it's, I think it's just, it's because it's been imposed on us for however I mean, it, long. it's so similar to if you look at like how people treat Sam Smith. Um, yep. And their fashion choices. Yeah. They're like, cause like, if like, I hate to use this person, but if like Jeffree Star wore that, mm-hmm. they would be like, wow, slay. Yeah. But you're racist. But yeah. Sam Smith isn't racist. He's just, they're just fat. Yeah. And then everyone's like, that's disgusting. It, yeah. It, it's the exact, it's, that's why I said. I, as as like bigger people, <clears throat> it's like our responsibility. To make everyone comfortable. To make everyone feel comfortable about what we look like. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, especially when you sit at the intersections of mm-hmm. oppression, like the further down it goes, the latter. Like it. it I have, as if we don't have even enough responsibility yeah. at that fucking point, you know what I mean? Is what I think. So, I mean- I just like being comfortable with it is like, if you're thinking that way, you shouldn't be dating yet. That's my honest opinion. Um, because I feel like you should focus on you, like, focus on you, loving you, no matter what you look like. And that's why I talked about, like, the last couple episodes, like, not taking pictures of myself anymore, not measuring, like, weighing yeah. myself. As I was gonna say, you need to be doing, we talked about that a lot last episode. I always look at, too, like, if you're hanging with queer people, um well first of all are you hanging out with other queer people like friends yeah yeah. what do they look like i always think that's a good point like when drew's like do you think this person you know would like me this is like a social media person i go they don't have any brown or black friends and And when i say like me i mean like they do you think think, like are they cool with me yeah do they fuck with their content i'm sorry do you think they like my content yeah and then i go they don't have any brown or black friends yep um and all their friends are skinny so no so no, probably not. All their friends are white and skinny. And that's a great point. That's why I said like where you sit, I just feel like it plays a factor. Mm-hmm. Like who you're exposed to. That includes people like your friends and then like the relationships they're in too mm-hmm. and how they talk and act around other people who don't look like them. Mm-hmm. All of that plays a factor yeah. as to how you see yourself. And you may not think that at the time, but it start, you'll realize it. So that's why if, if you're feeling that way already, like you're feeling like I'm so violently aware of my body and it's be, it being perceived in the world of dating, I would focus on you mm-hmm. to start because I feel like you, it sounds so, we say it all the time and it's so cornball to say, but Fucking like- Fucking cornball. Cornball. But you got to like love, you got to love you and you got to- Like RuPaul, what does he say? You got to love, or if you don't can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love someone else? Yeah. It's, it's true though. Like that's just how it is. And I feel like don't let, don't let the men get the drop on you. Don't let the fear of striking out. <laughs> that's also applicable you from playing the game. That applies. Don't work at a diner. Don't <laughs> <laughs> diner girl. I just don't think, don't think that it, it has to play a factor. It doesn't not, mm. not to say it won't in the terms of societal context. Mm -hmm. but you shouldn't let it affect how you see you is Mm -hmm. my point. So I agree. Yeah. Okay. This one's from Sam. This one's kind of fun. Mm Ready? She said, I'm taking my boyfriend to Disneyland for the first time. Oh my gosh. What do you recommend? I take him to, he's from Hawaii and he's (gasps) not a huge fan of uh, roller coasters. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Just kidding. Don't take him. Uh, (laughs) How exciting. First of all, second of all, mm, let me think. I don't know how old this is either, so they might have already gone, but hopefully not. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> just kidding. That changes um, everything. Okay, well, let's just say you hadn't gone. Um, He's not a big fan of roller coasters? Yeah. Okay. I feel like Indiana Jones is a good mix. True. It's not a roller coaster. That's a roller coaster. No, it's not. It's a. It's a spirited drive don't listen to her it's a bumpy drive no i would say the rise of the resistance that's dude there's drops that in that ride i know but it's smooth that one like it's like lifting you out of your chair it's just bumpy anyways yeah pirates of the caribbean if you, pirates of the caribbean is a good likes one. To have his back soaked make sure you take him on that one <laughs> if he likes to have big wet spots on his ass the rest of the day highly recommend sh- do not skip that ride highly sure. recommend um, you could do haunted mansion. That one's real chill. Oh yeah, okay. Um, I would say it's a small world.
1: it's yeah. chill. That
0: one's cute. It's a classic. I know all our favorites. Offensive to an extent, but you know, all what are you gonna do? Are, um, roller coasters. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I'm just like I'm, I don't think of I don't go on many slow rides. You could do the rides where you fight against each other, like you compete against each other. Like you could do like the Buzz Lightyear one. Like, it's not a roller coaster, but it's fun. Yeah. It's interactive. It's like an arcade game. Yeah. Um, I would just say to get, first of all, go on some chill, fun rides that are, like, iconic. Yeah. Right? Like Haunted Mansion or try Pirates. Try the churros. Try the churros. I would say, I would say to eat a lot. Like, yeah. get lots of, like, save your stomach space, right, uh, for good snacks. Because they got lots of sweet treats and fun stuff to try. Um, if you want to drink, you got to go to California Adventure. Or you could drink in the bar that's in, uh, the Star Wars area. Oh yeah. But if you want to like carry it around. Oh, I guess you could do that too. No, at the bar, you can't leave with it. Oh, see. So like, if you want to walk around with your beer, um, you want to drink. Yeah. You got to go to California Adventure. I'm like, not to stereotype you, but is your boyfriend a big fan of Heineken? (laughs) It's a big local, local boy (laughs) beer. They got those. No, they don't. At California Adventure, they, they do. not have Heineken. Sure they do. They have craft beer. Oh, you're right. They only have IPAs. Yeah, yeah you're right. Never mind. That joke doesn't hit. Never mind. <laughs> but they have like a Monsters Inc. ride in there. There's an aerial one. I'm trying to think of like little. Those are all in California though. She yeah. Said oh, you think just Disneyland? I guess it doesn't matter, huh? They have lots of chill rides that are not all roller coasters. But if you want to try a roller coaster, like if he only has one in him. Do Indiana Jones. Yeah. In Disneyland or do Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. that's the, It goes like an elevator, that one. so That one drops a lot. So, But I'd say take lots of pictures. Make sure you eat a lot. Eat as much as you want and as you can. Yeah. And buy a souvenir if you can. At least one. Get some ears. Or like a fun sweater. They have yeah. some real cute sweaters and shit. The merch is nice. Okay? Yeah, it's yeah. super nice. So... But have fun. That's so much fun. I know. It's a lot harder for us to recommend with someone who doesn't like roller coasters. But they have lots of cute little rides though. Yeah, there's plenty of them. For in there. everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this next one's from Charlie. This is I'm not probably the question we got the most and it's on burnout and overworking yourself okay so charlie said how do you guys not overwork yourself i'm graduating a year early so i'm completing a lot of work in a small amount of time and i noticed that i tend to overwork myself but then i feel guilty when i take breaks how do i not feel guilty love you well first of all are you a virgo no aries dang is there any virgo in your chart aries sun leo rising cancer moon Well, that's why you feel bad, but I just want to know about the work ethic. There's got to be Virgo somewhere in your chart. Anyways. (sighs) How do you avoid it? You're like, I don't know. When you find out. Yeah. Send me a tip. If you, honestly, I think it's unavoidable if you, especially if you have a goal, if you're a real goal oriented person, it's unavoidable that you're going to work really hard and experience some sort of like, you're going to hit a wall. I would just say to... I was gonna say I I'm really good at noticing me and my mom are really good at noticing when Drew's burning out. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be like or so is Billy, because yeah. obviously Billy lives with her. So it'll be like day three of her in the cave and he goes hey let's open the blinds and go outside for an hour yeah um but how do you not overwork yourself i think just making sure you take intentional breaks so like let's just say you have a bunch of shit you have to do yeah schedule in like an hour break where you go get coffee and walk around or you sit in silence i love sitting in silence for at least an hour me too i my therapist also told me about doing things that yield no result. Yeah. That's, that's still considered a break. Right. Like so like a hobby. So I'm getting a, into gaming. Yeah. yeah. Cause I'm a real orient, goal oriented person. Like I need, I needed to yield something yeah. because I feel like otherwise it's a waste of my time yeah. because I could have used that time to work on stuff. Mm-hmm. That's how I see things. So in a learning that <laughs> like not everything has to have a purpose. Yeah. Not everything has to have a goal or an end result. Um, that's how you should feel about work too. You should also think this again, cornball city, but like life is so short. You're never ever going to be on your deathbed and be like, man, I if I'd only finished that day. assignment, <laughs> if only I'd finished it, like you're never going to feel that way. You're what you're going to think about is all the things you missed out on because you were so convinced that you had to work to get to a certain point. It's like that. Um, It's also like a very capitalist mindset that we all have too. I think, um, being very like work is production and production is good, Mm -hmm. which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it is void of context. And the context is literally life, Mm -hmm. like living your life and enjoying your life and having fun and relaxing and feeling joy and doing things that bring you happiness that aren't always tied to work. Um, Something else that helped me a lot too which Jason actually helped point out to me was um, severing my worth that was tied to my work. Yeah. That's a huge thing for me. I struggle with that terribly. Like that's why when you're not working, you're like, you feel like shit yeah. because my successes and, and my, a lot of my merit, I feel like I was drawing solely from my accomplishments. Mm-hmm. So like my job, my schoolwork, right. Like graduating, all that stuff. Which is, it's not a bad thing that you wanna do that and that's a goal of yours, but it it becomes a toxic cycle when you are like, I'm not worthy unless I'm proving that I deserve to be here, which means I need to work 24 seven. Yeah. Right? So working on that, like severing the tie between your worth and your work, like there doesn't need to be a correlation. You know what I mean? You could just be really, really good at your job or really, really good at school. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you're inherently a good or bad person depending on the result. No. That's why I've told you all that I don't have hobbies. Like Jason has hobbies because I'm, I'm, and I'm so jealous of that. I'm trying to work on it, but it's because my worth has always been tied to my work, mm-hmm. which is a bad thing. So, I think I would work on that, and then, like Jason said, intentional breaks. Yeah. Right, when you are taking a break, being present in the break. Mm-hmm. I do that too, where I'm like, "Well, I'm relaxing, and I'm still thinking about work." Yeah, or emails, and <laughs> or stuff. emails, or I'm still doing shit like on my phone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes stillness is really underrated. I'm telling you, doing nothing at all and just sitting, yeah, is a very underrated thing. Sometimes when we come back from Drew's show, not even all the time from that, but like the last week or so, I think it's because my anxiety's been really bad. Yeah, it's Because my period's coming. Same. Um so sometimes i just put on my headphones and don't listen to anything i've done that and i turn on the sound canceling and, yeah. I, and then i'm like it's my quiet time no one talked to me <laughs> for at least an hour and the, yeah that's why i said the beauty of silence and doing nothing at all like mm-hmm. sometimes i make a joke where i'm like they're like what do you do in your off days i'm like i lay face down on the ground and do nothing mm-hmm. that's not a joke i've literally done that yeah Squid so just walks around. Yeah. yeah, he sniffs my head so many times that I, I get irritated and then I get up and I sit yeah. upright on the couch. But sometimes the beauty of stillness is is more than enough relaxation time mm-hmm. for you, like doing nothing at all. Not even for an hour. You do it for 10 minutes. Like 10 minutes, dude. Uh. I'm telling you. It it will almost like reinspire you. You'll be <laughs> like, wow, well, I feel good. I'm gonna go back to work. Yeah. It's it happens. You can't avoid it, but you can diagnose it like you yeah. can get better at diagnose, diagnosing it but yeah I know you guys we're going to try it somewhere I stand by that <laughs> <laughs> this one's from Maggie she said I want to know how you guys started going to therapy I've been wanting to go but I don't know where to start Um, I went to therapy for the first time in 2020 I tried two different ones I didn't like it and then I didn't go again until the end of 2021 like in November yeah because uh, i was going through it uh i would I'd be, i mean to be honest my my breakup uh kind of like uh, like painted me in a corner where i'm like i have to go now like yeah. i've always known i needed to go but that was like i have to go now yeah i like couldn't emotionally process anything that i would like properly or um healthily or effectively yeah without having gone to therapy yeah um, and i still go i've been seeing her for over a year i told her our one-year anniversary. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought? But that's what made me want to go. I mean, and what sucks is I probably should have been going. I know I should have been going before that. Mm. Um, what could I have avoided had I gone earlier? Who knows? Who knows? But I'm glad I went. Yeah. Um. I started going actually last year. End of last year, I'd say like November-ish. November, I think December. you went before Black Adam. Oh, yeah, I did. I so did. I, did. Yeah, in, I so think October. October, yeah, yeah. October of last year. Um. Again, I had been wanting to go. Dacen actually inspired me a lot to want to go to. If I'm being honest with you guys, I didn't think that I was really, like, I didn't think my, what I now know to be my mental illness, I thought were just quirks. Like, I was like, I, I would think to myself, like, I feel like that would be me taking up space in a, in a situation where maybe someone needs it more than I do. And it just became really clear to me over the course of like my career and then seeing Jason, um in her healing era and everything um, for me to understand that everyone, literally everyone can benefit from going to therapy, literally everybody. Um, and there's no shame in it. And there's also no qualifications. Like there's no, like a, uh, you have to be this. Yeah, mentally this, Yeah. You need to be this this like traumatized in order to go um which i think really kind of helped me come to terms with going i also last year i think over the course of like especially my career taking off on on social media it just became very clear to me that i needed to go to therapy to handle not even like when i say that people are going to be like oh that means the hate's getting to her no it's not for that. <laughs> I wish it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, literally, that makes sense. Yeah. it's literally not for that. I I need to go to therapy because of my crippling, like, like work ethic, like it, it being tied to my self worth and like my anxiety and my depression, um, and how they manifest. Like my my mental illnesses are almost all like it's me unpacking why I feel the way I do about myself depending on the world around me. You know what I'm saying? And I say that with an asterisk because it's only the people that I care about um, within my circle that affect like how I see myself. And I just, I'm just, I feel like I've unpacked a lot of things about how I see myself In the eyes of me and also in the eyes of the world, like Mm. how I feel like people have perceived me versus how I would like to be perceived is a huge thing that I'm working on in therapy. So um, I think this platform has really pushed me to understand that I need to go, because even though I know deep, deep down, I'm not a bad person. When you hear a bunch of people telling you that you're a bad person over and over and over again it starts to like noodle in there a little bit and I'm smart enough to know like if a fucking bigot's telling me that you can eat shit. Yeah. Um, but believe it or not, the people who, a lot of the people who hate me, they're not all bigots. You know what I mean? And so that kind of stuff ha- would like mess with me mentally so severely because I just care so deeply. Mm-hmm. So I feel like going to therapy was a way for me to like kind of unpack why I feel that way unpack why I hold it so dearly like why to the point where it like cripples me emotionally that kind of stuff that's my cancer moon (laughs) she's she wiling out sometimes (laughs) so uh but like all that to say that's what inspired me to go Mm -hmm. and then uh you know just being in the public eye a lot too it's it weighs on you, man. It's heavy. It's heavy to be someone who's constantly being scrutinized, talked about. Yeah, anything of the sort. If you guys, if you'll ever get to watch, uh, want to like see a documentary on what that—not that Drew's life is anywhere near these people's, but. The Billie Eilish one on Apple TV. That was a big one, yeah. Um, Especially because she was so young when she started. Yeah, hers is crazy. Yeah. I'm like, I can't believe she did that and when she was like 15. Of like what social media was then, like yeah. when she's 15 compared to when I was 15. Yeah, literally. Um, so I would say watch that one. And then even the Selena Gomez Selena one. Selena Gomez is, okay, again, not to not to align because no. we're two different people and she's had a long, illustrious career far Far, far, far before me. And she's much more famous than I am and all of that. Um, But watching her in that documentary, I was like, because it's literally how she acts and how she feels. And um, like, you know, like her, like constantly being worried that it's not good enough and things like are not good enough and all that kind of stuff. I was like, she just like me for real. Uh, so i had already been going to therapy before I saw those. So I just feel like it was time for me to start taking care of myself mentally, mm-hmm. put a little like cushion underneath my brain in case it, uh, gets to be too much. Cause sometimes it gets overwhelming mm-hmm. doing this for a living gets hard. It gets overwhelming. Like it really is. And anyone who says it's not is either hasn't been doing it long enough or isn't for real. <laughs> They're not being for real about it. That's why again, I cannot stress this enough. Hate does not get to me. That is not what I'm talking no, about. There's a there's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of expectations in the air and things yeah, like that. Yeah, so. yeah. It's it's like the pressure of it all yeah. is what and can start to like really push down on you after a while. Um, so because I just want I what I would love at the end of the day, my ultimate goal is for everyone to feel empowered and encouraged and to feel loved and to find the love that I feel like they deserve. Mm -hmm. That's all I really want and care about. So if I feel like that starts to become jeopardized, that's when I get anxious, you know what I mean? So that's what inspired me to go. (laughs) How you get started to go. Honestly, for me, I asked around, you know, I talked to Dace obviously. Mm -hmm. And then I text some of my other friends and I ask them like, Hey, like, where do you go? Where do you, where yeah, do you guys have any recommendations? And the only reason I ask these very specific friends is because they've been, we've talked about it before yeah. um, extensively. I've talked to them about it. And, and some of my friends who have been in the industry longer than me have told me like literally when I would tell them about like my stresses or things that are happening that I'm worried about or whatever, they would ask me, are you in therapy? And I'd say, no. And they're like, you got to get in therapy. If yeah. you're going to do this, you got to get in therapy. They they all recommended it to me. So, man, were they right. <laughs> so, I, I adore my therapist. I love her. Mm-hmm. And I think she, she is so great. And she listens to me talk about the most nonsensical things I like know. she just listens to me yammer on for like an hour that's like the worst part I, of the therapy appointment <laughs> is the first 35 minutes there's just me going and then this happened and then okay wait okay, wait. <laughs> yeah. that was Wednesday okay I recap every single day for her yeah okay, I make so- this I've made this joke before but I'm like my therapist is so sweet she's like the nicest lady in the world and she, she literally I'll sometimes make jokes and I think she like knows that I do it when I'm cause I'm mentally ill. So like, that's how I cope with things. Like yeah. I find it funny, but it's not actually funny. Yeah. So when I would make jokes about shit that were very serious, like she would not laugh. So <laughs> I'd be like, Ooh, tough room. Yeah. Or I'd be like, but <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Or she like, doesn't let me talk shit about people. <laughs> like I'm like talking about someone I fucking hate. <laughs> And she, I go, yeah, she's a fucking bitch. And she goes, no, she's not. And I go, whose side <laughs> are you <laughs> on? Yes, she is. I'm like, yes, yeah, she is. I'm her, I almost said her my therapist name. And she goes, well, maybe she's like, you know, well, like, no. So that doesn't make her a bad person. And I go, yes, it does. Yes, <laughs> <It just> does. <laughs> Wanting you're like, whose side are you on? That's why mine is just she's. That's their literal job is to be the voice of reason for yeah. you. And like <laughs> I've told her, I'm like. Yeah, I like was like yammering for forty minutes, and then she listens to me, and then she like she'll offer her perspective here and there, and then she go, "Uh, so, uh, like, you're telling me this, and I'm assuming it made you feel like this because of what you said." And I go, "Yeah, yeah," and then she goes, "Well, what make what what do you think drove you to feel that way, considering the context, right?" And I was like. Girl, I don't know. That's why I hired you. Yeah. <laughs> and, then she, and she kind of laughed. <laughs> and then I was like, I got you. <laughs> and she goes, Drew, come on. And I'm like, I was just kidding. <laughs> Just making a joke. I don't know. I don't know why that makes me want to <laughs> feel that way. <laughs> I was like, well, if I'm being honest, I don't know why that makes me feel that I don't way. know. And I was like, girl, I don't know. That's why I hired you. I don't work here. <laughs> That's a big joke that we make. Inside joke. Wow. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah. Me forgetting one. everything. And no, I meant like in the bits. Did you? Um, like I sent you. I think there's a tweet. It was either a tweet or a story, but it was from that Katia posted a text conversation between her and Trixie. <laughs> yeah. And Kati told her, girl, why do we repeat the same stories and act like it's yeah. the first time we've ever done that? And then Trixie goes, I don't know if you were going through some. I can't remember what Trixie She's said. like, I don't know. I think it's just me refusing to listen. Something like that? Yeah. I think you're doing it and I'm not listening to you, or something like that. But it makes me laugh because Trixie's a Virgo too. Period. So that's why why you do that so much. Trixie is one of the funniest people I've ever met. Like easily one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. Mm -hmm. She is exactly who you think she is Mm -hmm. in real life just as funny just just as as funny and just as mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) i know i was gonna say sweet she was sweet she was very sweet she's a very good person yeah she's just she's a bitch and that's what i love most about her yeah she's just so funny um anywho what were we talking about therapy oh yeah i was saying um i don't know i don't fucking work here (laughs) i don't know you aren't like, Oh, am I the therapist now? <laughs> Why don't I put on the glasses then? It's Let funny. Me share my screen. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, another joke I made to her once that kind of made her laugh was like, I was literally sobbing to her about stuff. And I was like, crying, like literally for an hour. And then she like unpacked it for me. She's so gentle with the way she talks to me. She unpacks it for me. And then we talk about it. And then I was like, man, like I was like crying. Like my face was like swollen from crying. And I was like, You should do this for a living. You're so good at it. Me acting like we're on FaceTime. You ever thought of being a therapist? You'd be really good. Me acting like we're on FaceTime. (laughs) I love that I can always count on you, girl. Thanks for answering my call. (laughs) That's why I love her though. She's great. She's so great. (laughs) She never lets me talk shit on anything. She doesn't. (laughs) And she's so positive. It pisses me off. (laughs) She's like poppy and trolls. Yeah. And I want to be branch. I don't say that. She's a good person. No, she's not. Anyways. Um. <laughs> don't piss me off. Don't piss me off. For real. That's like, that's their literal job though, which is the point. No, I know. Point. That's why. that's what's so infuriating about mm-hmm. It's like, they have a point, but I don't want you to make it to me right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't cried on therapy in a long time. Really? Yeah. Last time I didn't. The time before I did. Well, that's not true. I did cry last time. True, every time I go to talk to her, it's like. The same three things. So, well, yeah. I always recap my entire week. I, I know that drives her insane. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to because I forget, like, when bad things happen to me, I just forget about them. <laughs> I'll be like, wait, okay, what day was that? Thursday. Okay. And then on Friday, I, and then she's always like, she always asks me, how was your week? I'm, I'm always like, yeah. good, good. Sometimes, like, Sometimes when I see her, I like, I'm like in the waiting room, like 25 minutes early. Cause I'm like, I need that dog day out. Are you getting on? Hey, I'm on. Just letting you know. No rush. But ready I'm when on. you are ready when you no are. No rush. But, but I still I... expect to only be charged for <laughs> the hour. No rush, but I am currently on. So and already crying. So <laughs> I'm just, ready. Hey, just wanted you to know, I've already cried twice today. So <laughs> <laughs> just a heads up. I'm coming in fresh coming in hot off the press bitch <laughs> <laughs> i'm coming in raw for real one time i i i had like just the worst 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 week and i talked to her for she let me talk for a lot a, a little bit longer than i'm supposed to cuz she could just tell how fucking horrible everything had been for me and then at the end she had told me like um i have some homework for you cuz she like she'll give me homework sometimes And then she goes, my homework for today is I want you to do something that takes care of yourself, whatever that is. She's like, maybe it's making yourself some tea or watching your favorite show, or maybe it's just showering or something. And which felt pointed. (laughs) And then I... Because it looks like you could use a little bit of that. (laughs) And it's because I had told her, like, when I'm depressed, I don't even bathe, which is normal. It happens. What? That's gross. (laughs) I do that too. And, uh... And she's like, and then I want you to text me and tell me what you did, and I want you to write down like why you know that you deserve to be here and why you deserve to be happy. And then like I had just finished like being inconsolable. like I looked insane, like the way I was crying because I was just so upset. And then she had, I had stopped, and we talked for the last like twenty minutes, and then she did that at the end, and then I like couldn't stop crying like after I hung up because I was like, she cares about me. <laughs> she wants me to be happy and she, <laughs> whether or not it's real, I think it is, but whether or not it is, she makes me feel like it is and that's all that matters. But I was just so emotional after she told me that nice thing at the end. I'm like, God, you're so good at your job. Thanks for calling me, girl. <laughs> we just constantly pretending it's just time. <laughs> it's like a running bit anyways. Highly recommend, highly recommend. Therapy has changed my life and Dacen can attest to that too. Yeah, I agree. Okay, we'll do one more already. Cool. This one's from, I want to say it's Elisa, A-L-I-S-A. And she wants to know, what are some tips you have for romanticizing your life? Romanticizing your life? Yeah. Jeez Louise. I don't know cuz like in what context like I think of like when people go to like the bookstore by themselves like and, oh, and getting I a see, silly little drink while you're there like that's what it means to romanticize your life right I don't know hold on let me google it I think you're right though it's like romanticizing little things I think okay so to google says to romanticize your life it means to focus on your own goals and achieve them Romanticizing your life allows you to embrace changes, learn new things, and helps you grow into yourself. Well, I feel like a big part of it we've already talked about in a oh, different context. It's a form of mindfulness, which yeah, all of us need to be doing. Yeah. Also, I would say manifesting is a big part of romanticizing your life. Yeah. Vision boards, big part of it. Yeah. But remember that one person that did one. Yeah, and they had the picture, our tour picture yeah, on there. So yeah. So cute. Vision boards are a big one. Um, the, the tip we gave you guys last time about writing something down that you love about yourself, that is not tied to your looks at all that we got from Alicia. Um, that's a big one. Um, doing any form of self-care, whatever that may be that you can, you are ready and willing and capable of doing for yourself. So whether that's like skincare, kind of like what my therapist told me. (laughs) To take care showering, of showering, yeah, yeah, to take care of yourself, <laughs> washing your ass, washing your ass, Look, washing your hair, WikiHow how has a bunch it says, make a fancy morning beverage, that's what I do in the morning, making our an espresso, yeah, there oh, oh, one thing you could do is like things that are considered non negotiables, right in building a routine in building in your routine but they're things that are for you and yield no result at all but they're non-negotiables you have to do them every day this will help with burnout romanticizing your life i'm just that too yeah yeah. like making your fancy drink yeah no matter what i'm gonna make even if it's i would like it to be in the morning but if it's not it's gonna be later on i romanticize my life the most during the 2020 stay at home order (laughs) Oh no, seriously. I think everyone did. Yeah. Because then it gave you the freedom to explore things that you've never had time to. Yeah. So non-negotiables in your day, maybe that's like reading like 10 pages in your book or setting aside time to read or this making one, your fancy drink. Yeah. This one says wear your favorite stylish outfit. Yeah. Dressing up. Doing perfume. perfume. Wearing, I love perfume. Doing your makeup. I only wear makeup on special occasions or when I feel like it. Uh And sometimes when I don't feel good about myself, I'll do my makeup. Yeah. Like non-negotiables, right? That's what I'm saying. Things that you're going to do no matter what. And they're purely for you to spark joy. And they're not for anything else, like nothing else. But you make them a non-negotiable because you and your happiness should be a non-negotiable. Yeah. That should be something that you never, ever, ever compromise and sometimes we do just because life happens, but I think that's like key to romanticizing your life, probably. Yeah, is just taking little is taking care of yourself. It's all shit in here that we already said. Read a book, go on a walk. Oh, look take at us. a bath, sleep in silk sheets and soft pajamas. You guys, pajama sets might be my new thing for twenty twenty three. Oh, pajama sets. Pajama yeah. sets. They have like little silk ones at Target that aren't that expensive. Just get one once. I actually saw those. Yeah. I saw those on. My mom um, bought me a <laughs> pair for Christmas. Cute. <laughs> L- Yiddy has some great ones. Yeah, that too. Learn a new hobby. Look, this person's knitting. That's decent. I'm going to get it. Rearrange your living space. Drew said to rearrange your space. Yeah, get up rearrange and your way. space. Like hard reset. Practice daily gratitude. That's a big one affirmations affirmations we've been giving you tips look at us are you writing these down look at us and then they have on here a lot to go do something by yourself like go on a walk go on a movie date uh this one says create a curated playlist for your life and has this girl dancing oh yeah like listening to your favorite music that's a good one like even if it's just like you're just playing it in the house while you like do stuff but sometimes I like to put on my headphones and listen to music at my house. It's a, oh yeah, it's that's a different experience. Nice. Yeah, that's always nice. And then I'm cleaning, or I'm yeah, like, then you clean or you read. Mm-hmm. Or some people can't listen to music and read. I love doing that, but um, you could like I don't know, do a hobby. Like they said, you could literally you could color, you could yeah. draw. It's literally I think the key to romanticizing your life is to take care of yourself. Yeah, and to like spend time with yourself, and to love yourself and like be mindful of how you're feeling what you're what you're, need, what you're in need of my therapist talks to me about that all the time Like making sure your needs are constantly being met is a huge part I think of taking care of yourself I agree so there you go anyways not to say I'm a genius but I guess I'm a genius you should be a therapist thanks for coming girl and then I pull my mask off and I'm a therapist ew that's good <laughs> Okay, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Two Idiot Girls. Yes. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, We are still kind of musing on what our next topic will be. Yeah, we'll let you know. But you'll see it on the Instagram per usage. Yes. Um, If you liked this episode, you can listen to all episodes of our podcast anywhere you can stream podcasts. And the video version is always on the YouTube channel. Other than that, we hope you have a great week and we love you. We actually did six questions this time. So suck it. dash. Bye. Bye. Thank you.